1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Up Podcast. This is a bonus episode with Howl for Wildlife. Uh, lots of things going on right now. Here's a great update with them. Uh, in the meantime. Uh, I am looking to hire someone. It pays horribly, uh, looking for someone that does this same reason I do and just likes to educate and share information. So looking for someone to, to help on the back end of things. Uh, it's a tall order, especially since it's free work. Um, I'm going to be putting the description together. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, scroll down, I think I'm going to show notes in my email address, but it's just Clint dot a dot whitley at gmail.com and i'll be putting that description out but if being on the back end of a podcast helping helping me out with a lot of different things um jumping on some episodes if you'd like doing that sort of thing is what i'm looking for so anyway i am going to be out for a while i've already been out for a while but i will be out um on my vacation so i will be doing some work on the plane for episodes and getting things back going for some good springtime shed hunting turkey hunting episodes and i'll see you guys mid-march
3: Yeah, welcome to the HowlCast. This is a, a monthly update that we do here at Hal for Wildlife. And if you haven't heard about what Hal for Wildlife is, um, we're a 501c3. We're a, a nonprofit supporting the hunting community, primarily through developing um, advocacy tools at the website, howlforwildlife.org, where you can learn about you being hunters, anglers, people that are concerned about wildlife management and conservation, can learn about threats and opportunities that face the hunting community and our action centers where things really happen, where the rubber really hits the road for for our community. You go to healthforwildlife.org, check out the uh, action center. And basically we make it easy for people to to become advocates for issues that are important in the hunting and wildlife management space. Um, the other thing we do at Howl for Wildlife is we're developing communications tools Mechanisms, strategies, and and programs to help bring um, you know positive messaging about hunting, like hunting being good for critters. A lot of people that don't hunt don't see that you know it's not necessarily intuitive that if you hunt a population of animals, that population does better. Um, but there's facts and data that support that, and so we're we're bringing messaging to the non-hunting public about the human side of hunting and also the wildlife management side that benefits uh, animals on the landscape uh, through hunting so we're here to develop um, advocacy tools and steer public sentiment wherever we can to support hunting as an activity that's intrinsically human and benefits wildlife on the landscape all right so uh the three of us are here today it's uh early february with with what i believe is going to be the first kind of howl how cast update just dishing on what's going on in terms of howl and very sick uh threats and opportunities that we've got in terms of the hunting hunting space and regulatory issues coming on online this year that we need to deal with and we're trying to trying to get ahead of um john you 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 just brought up the the hot topic of the <laughs> yes. of the year so far which is you were talking to Dan Gates from Coloradans for responsible wildlife management about what's happening in Colorado should we dive in on that that first
4: yeah absolutely i think that's i mean it's i don't want to say it's the most important but it's definitely important and it's definitely the a hot a hot button right now for us in in this space so for yeah. anybody in the hunting community. So, yeah.
3: So, we've been um, just a recap for if you haven't heard about this, and it's, it's possible because it's new and not everybody's plugged into all this stuff all the time. There's a ballot initiative um, that I will say that the anti hunting industry has spun up in mm-hmm. Colorado. They are out gathering signatures to get this on the ballot in November and um, they've got about four and a half to five months of window of time to gather upwards of 180,000 signatures from registered voters in colorado to ban the hunting of mountain lions bobcats and lynx obviously lynx are already protected so it's kind of a null issue there but they want to ban and they're using the language trophy hunting And actually defining trophy hunting in statute, which is a a first, it sounds like, for anything that we've seen in North America, at least, Mm -hmm. Um, which really creates, one, it removes management of bobcats and and mountain lions, which are are heavily regulated, but also hunting's the mechanism for management for those critters. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also really a slippery slope for all Western states hunting, all big game hunting, and certainly Colorado.
4: Yeah, and Mike. Great, before we go any further on this, I what I want because this is going to air on a on a lot of different platforms, mm-hmm. and you're going to have people from all walks of life listening to it. And what mm-hmm. it, what I think needs to be hit home here before before anything before we kind of dive into the weeds on it, mm-hmm. it the understanding um, or the, or the maybe the lack of understanding. That a guy who hunts whitetail in Georgia should care about mountain lion hunting in Colorado. But I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, it's it's a Georgia. great example. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to pick something as far, far to the east or far away from Colorado as possible. Um, you know, and, and I think there it's that disconnect. Well, we see it with Half of Wildlife all the time that's that disconnect that the other side plays on um, that's going to be our undoing, you know, mm-hmm. like we need, we need to draw the lines. Why lion hunting in one state or bear hunting in one state or elk hunting in one state affects a guy who doesn't hunt those things. who doesn't live in that state How? What, what is the connection there? Why should I, who lives in Arizona, care about what happens in Colorado? That I think is the crux of what we should be talking about, so that people don't just say, "Oh, this isn't going to." I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to listen to this. This is not yeah. part of what I what I'm doing. Yeah. And um, I just actually had this conversation with Dan. I was like, you know, having these conversations is already a tough thing. Like if I post a how-to style um, podcast, you know, how to hunt elk or mule deer hunting tactics thing on my podcast, my personal podcast, Days in the Wild, if I do that, I'll see anywhere on the very low end of 5,000, mm-hmm. but on the high end of 15,000 down- downloads, mm-hmm. okay? Now, that's that's a pretty big sway, but for the most part, it's somewhere between 10 and 12, Okay. But if I post something that is conservation oriented or uh, talking about regulations, rate, yeah, <laughs> I, get, I can get less than a thousand. But yeah. I, if, if I got a 1, thousand to twelve hundred, I'd be mm-hmm. that's ten percent mm-hmm. of what my normal. You know, twelve hundred to twelve thousand. That's a big discrepancy. And yeah. it just goes to show me it goes to show and it shows me that it's very obvious that people don't want to listen to things that they don't think affect them or I don't like to think this way, but they possibly th- don't care, you know? Sure. So, sure. um, I think it's more of that. I think it's just if, so let's say there was a conservation
5: issue or why I call it a conservation issue. Let's say there was a anti hunting issue in whatever person's state. Do they still care? I, I think that's what it is. Um, now, that being said, there's a certain subset of people who do care, and there's just a certain set of people who don't want to get involved in, let's just call it politics.
2: Mm-hmm. So even if
5: it is in their state, they're just like, ah, that's boring. This is going to depress me. I don't want to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably some of that, too. Yeah. Yes. yes. So back yeah. back up to what you're saying, John. Like, okay. If a person is in Georgia and they hunt white tail, I think that's what you said. Why should they care about uh mountain lion hunting or the potential to lose mountain lion hunting in Colorado? Yeah, now connect the dots for break, me. Break well well, I'm not I think I mean I know what you're saying, but there's a lot of ways to consider that. Which which angle are you talking about? Or is it all of the above? Is it the I'd angle? say
4: all the above because yeah, cause any given individual might have a reason to care if they knew all the reasons. Yeah. So are we talking about people who
5: might someday come to Colorado to hunt? Like they have points in Colorado. Sure. Are we talking about because mountain lion, they, they can affect populations of say meal deer in Colorado or elk in Colorado. And then that person in Georgia, they might, they might come to Colorado someday. So they'd be concerned for that reason or, are they concerned because the battle that's happening in Colorado will someday get to your state, which, 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 what, what is it we're talking I, about? I here?
4: think we need to talk about all those. And I also think yeah. how we should talk, we should also talk about how losing something in one state minimizes our national voice. I think yeah. Yeah. that that's why I'm saying we need to connect all the dots because it's, it's really important for, the listeners of this, this segment or this podcast to understand why, why should I pay attention? Why should I keep on listening to this? Oh, they're going to talk about Colorado. I don't live in Colorado. Why should I listen to this? You there's know? a
3: third or fourth aspect of why they don't oh, care. Why, okay, why that, we'll pick up, we'll pick on the Georgia white Tail Hunter. Um Just for example, like you said, there's another reason why they don't care because they don't think they can affect the outcome. Mm-hmm. And, 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 oh, and, yeah. and, and that, and that goes across, you know, even, even the Wyoming hunter that I talked to it, at cheap shows, like, ah, oh, yeah, it's like, sucks what's happening in Colorado, their neighbors, like, I think he cares, but he doesn't know he can affect the outcome. And I think that's one of the most critical things that we need to drive on all of this is that no matter where you are, we can go into why it's important, no matter where you are, what you hunt for you to care and get involved, it's that you can affect the
4: outcome too. Sure. Sure, and you know, in this particular instance, we're going to be talking about a ballot box. So there's even more of that. They're like, "Oh, well, I'm not a voter in in Colorado. How mm-hmm. do I get involved?" Uh, we definitely should talk about that. Um, actually, Dan brought up something in my podcast that, uh, or in our our podcast, I should say that was also another reason why I think people throw their hands up. Um, he was he mentioned he's like, "I was appointed." In you know, this position, this position and th- this position by a anti-hunting governor and uh, in a, in he had uh, a lot of unfavorable uh, legislators that don't really care about hunting uh, affirm him and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, you just said something that's really important. Because I think a lot of people throw up their hands. They're like, "Oh, well, I'm not going to get involved because I'm going to. We're going to lose anyway. It, it, that guy's an anti hunter, or this is, uh, you know, a waste of my time because, you know, the last time I spoke up, we lost it anyway. Because you know, it's it's an uphill battle. So I'm not going to get involved. And his example to me is like, well, I mean, if you've ever seen Dan, he's like. <laughs> The textbook encyclopedia poster boy child of what, like a, a trapper, looks like, or what, uh, you know. Um, and, and I, I, I said, yeah. not to offend you, but like, you know, you're you're what the the anti hunters paint as a fud. Like, like you are that. He's,
3: he's the grizzly like, mountain man that, yeah, exactly. that they would put, so, that they would take as the the caricature of what they yeah. don't want.
4: So my point is, like, if a guy like him could get appointed into these positions by somebody like well, I hate to say it like them <laughs> that are very anti what we're trying to do then there is hope you know there 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 is a open conduit uh, an open dialogue that you can be involved in and however minimal you think your message or your money or your time spent is it's still an inch forward, you know, yeah. like
3: the, well, this, this attack on mountain on. line hunting has happened four times already. This attack on the mountain lion has happened four times in Colorado. So three times at the commission, the commission set and said, no, we're not, we're not going to eliminate mountain lion hunting. And once at the Senate, you know, in the legislature and the senators, you know, they, they bend to the wind of the, of the voter, the political winds, Mm-hmm you know, direct what, what way they go. And while many of them may be anti-hunters, many of them may be neutral, but easily, but but we assume they're gonna be swayed towards the anti-hunting movement. Voices came out nationwide in support of mountain lion hunting, in support of wildlife management through science, in support of CPW at that Senate hearing. And, you know, four of the five senators that sponsored the legislation fell away. And it, it, it died in Senate committee, in committee four to one. Right. So so right there, if those senators were all putting their fingers up in the wind to test the political winds of the voters in Colorado, and they sense that the voters of Colorado strongly wanted this, they may have gone forward with it as, as electeds. I think the fact that it failed there indicates, and it actually corroborates and supports what we're being told about this issue in the landscape today is that it is not a strong, if there's a strong, if there's a favorable, their sentiment towards a yes vote on banning mountain lion hunting, Bobcat hunting Colorado is a slight, they have a slight edge. Mm-hmm. They don't have a strong edge. Right. And, and that means that the, the hunter in Georgia that aspires to, Becoming, you know, going to going to hunt mule deer someday in Colorado, or the hunter in Tennessee that doesn't want HSUS popping up in his backyard or their backyard to tell them how to manage their whitetails or not manage their whitetails, et cetera, or bring panthers and wolves back to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. You know, if they don't want HSUS on their doorstep, then those hunters in those other states need to. It benefits them to draw the line here in colorado and join join us nationally to bring the fight to colorado
4: yeah and and those are all like super important uh points and i'm just going to come out and say i want i want to come out and spell out some other things that are how this affects you Mm -hmm. you're not a you're not a none of us here live here in uh, none of us here on this call are from colorado mm-hmm. but it affects all of us and if you look at it um kind of the way you were talking about how the, you know how politics work we have a voice we have a voice as outdoorsmen sportsmen however you want to label us like outdoorsmen um if, if we have a voice and our voice is our actual voice, our uh, speaking up, saying what we want, but it's also the money that is generated from what we do that goes back into conservation. So let's take, if you lose mountain lion hunting in Colorado, there is a portion of hunters in Colorado that only mountain lion hunt. Just like you are a... You know, die hard whitetail hunter in Georgia. That's your thing. You do that. If you lose that percentage of population that only mountain lion hunts, okay, you just lost a portion of your national voice. And it this trickles down. Okay. You lost a portion of your national voice. Colorado just lost funding from those tag sales because all those people that are buying lion tags are no longer buying like, uh, excuse me, tag, lion tags. And now that money is not there. So that minimized your national voice. It also now there's less money for Colorado parks and wildlife to manage deer, sheep, elk, all the other big game species that are hunted in Colorado and the non-game species, by the way. Okay, so now potentially there's going to be less opportunity because there's some less money there, okay? You look at it from another standpoint, which Charles mentioned, more Lions on the landscape, less management of Lions means they're going to be probably taking more of – the other game species that you hunt like elk and deer. So that opportunity is going to go down. And once that opportunity goes down, there's going to be even less money, which minimizes your voice a little bit more. So like, you got to like look at it's, it's death by a million cuts. Okay. You don't realize that you're bleeding out because you've got a bunch of little cuts, but you're bleeding out. There's these little things and it's connected directly to you. We all pay into the same, uh, you know, hot, so to speak, federally. Mm -hmm. Now on a state level, we don't, you know, our our state funds don't cross lines, but federally we all pay into the same pot pot. and nationally we all have a collective voice. So anything that takes away a little bit of that national voice is going to affect you and you, you don't realize it you don't think it does but it's not seemingly affecting you but it's affecting you
3: so and the and the anti-hunting industry capitalizes on that because they 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 fundraise heck they fundraise internationally they fundraise across state lines all the time absolutely and and they they know that the the outdoors community hunting angling it is is fragmented and and, and very species specific you know we focus on the species we're interested in and we focus on the method of take we're interested in. we focus on the state we're interested in right and they capitalize on that and that's why you know there's so much of a sentiment of like well we keep losing it's like well because we're not in the arena like we're not right we're not we're not in the arena where the game yeah. is actually played and so um and that's why I'm optimistic I'm optimistic because it's not like we've been so good at this this it's not like we've been honing the skill of fighting the anti-hunters oh we've been for the last 20 years we're 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 just getting started like we're just getting out like the stone age tools ourselves and 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 learning what to do and so there's so much upside to getting every hunter involved at a grassroots level as well as at a a small monetary donation level like literally if everyone t- take take half of a box, whatever it costs, a half a box of shotgun shells, half of a box of, you know, your, sure. your center fire rifle, you know, cartridges that you hunt with, like that donation alone, if everybody steps in, like we we squash this thing successfully, um, where it stands in Colorado, and yeah. so that's 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 so key. And
4: it's not even just that, like both. If you think about all the time that we spend. Preparing for a hunt, scouting, running trail cameras, uh, yeah. shooting your bow. And and you take all this time and all this effort that goes into looking at gear, and whatever. It's,
3: I mean. A couple minutes are needed. Just a couple minutes. Right. You
4: know, if you took 2% of that, 1% of that time spent and effort spent and you put it towards this, we would, you know, we would be unstoppable. Yeah. You know. Charles, Charles I,
3: you look
5: like you want to say something, Charles. Yeah, sorry.
4: I, I always have a million
5: things in my brain. Yeah. I was probably moving so, my mouth open because of my. I'm just congested <laughs> is actually what's happening. Because you're dying. <laughs> no. <clears throat> so like what you get back to is this national voice and that's first of all we either have a national voice or we don't we either are going to use it or we don't. And mm-hmm. so yeah the person in Georgia a win or lose in Colorado was a win or lose for that person in Georgia whether they realize it or not. And What both of you were saying and Mike was just touching on, you know, we're starting from zero uh, here because, you know, we haven't done it really before. So he's optimistic. I am, too. This is definitely what Hal does and what Hal has been doing Mm -hmm. on this specific Colorado issue. um, It's a perfect example because all we can do, which has been extremely powerful, is distribute information. Um, make sure people in all states know what's going on in Colorado. And if you're not in Colorado, what can you do if you're not in Colorado? Well, right now you can give money. And I think just yesterday, so the only state, and this is crazy. We're, we're down to this, one. We we're down to one. one we're down <laughs> one state now. Uh, we call Save the Hunt Colorado. The, this You know, the sea, Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management and, and now the Issues Committee. The only state they haven't got a donation from is Hawaii. Come on, Hawaii? <laughs> got step up! From, they've got donations from either, every other state, and that's just not one donation. Um, yesterday, I think there were 63 donations that came in mm-hmm. to CRWM, and like all but 13 of them were were oh, out-of-state so. donations. So awesome. that that is huge, and yeah. yeah, we are we are a juggernaut if we come together. We are bigger than the anti-hunting, um, whatever you want to call it, conglomerate coalition. If Avatar. we actually, if we actually all come together, yeah. and what I mean is, and that's sportsmen. That's that's hunting and angling and and shooting sports. And you know what, sportsmen? Who was I listening to? Mike was it? uh oh 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 it was andy stump uh, cleared hot he had on tom opry um who does the shepherds of wildlife and and all that but he had him on his podcast and they're talking about sportsmen and like that word and andy said it's it means you're giving the animal a sporting chance which means it's fair it's not a sport it's It's not not
3: frivolous it's not yeah yeah Yeah, and that's another word like those they're they're, they manipulate the words yeah so like oh recreational means it's frivolous and full of folly no it's just non-commercial means i can't go out and sell it like recreational is the opposite of commercial sportsman means like you thank you for that because (laughs) i've i've wondered um yeah that, that it never had is... anything to do with sports. And he actually went back in history and talked it's about sporty.
5: where it, it kind of came from about giving something a sporting chance. You know, mm-hmm. it has a chance. It's free range. And and uh give it a head start. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Tom on. Uh, that guy's he's and he's awesome. But anyway, that's where I heard that yesterday. But yeah, they take these words, sportsmen. Uh trophy, trophy. hunting is is a is a huge one where I mean, they're placing their bets on trophy hunting. They're placing their bets on their definition of trophy, Hard. saying we just go in and 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 take the head. I mean, and, and and we have laws in a lot of states that prevent that, number one. Specifically in Colorado, there is a law preventing that. You must take the edible meat out of there. But it's not the law that's forcing people to take the edible meat out also. Right. That has to be a huge right. understanding. But that's evident and, in all those other states that don't have that law. In yeah. particular – yeah, right. And particularly with, with Mountain Lion because it's crazy delicious. Now, I'm only – I can only – I haven't had it yet, but I can only say that from the people who have eaten it, and they're like, it's so good. Like, it's not just edible. We need like, a Mountain Lion cook We like, there, It's we not need just a, edible like cabbage. It's actually – it's extraordinary.
3: Right. You we, know? We need a so, Predator Game Meat Festival in Denver uh, – this this summer like free like five dollars you know if you say you're an anti-hunter it's free if you say you're a vegan it's free like just we need to we need to put it like make it just an absolute media circus out of people walking in getting a donated taste of mountain lion tacos and bear carnitas and Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah. That, would be so, that would be so that would be so amazing because because carl's what you're getting at is their entire this called the colorado issue and, and the anti-hunting trade like they did this in california with the bear with trying to outlaw hunting, they hang the whole thing on trophy hunting oh if you take a picture of it it's a trophy now which is such intellectually like just so complete nonsense um well, it's, just bottom line, it's, it's a lie. lie like it's 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 lie. such a lie and it's yeah. not it's not difficult to demonstrate that it's a complete lie, so they're betting the entire thing on their voter base being deceived. Yeah, hundred percent. Which I think most voters, whether they agree with the hunting issue or not, they, they a lot of people immediately get a little bit they get their hackles up if they know they're being lied to.
5: And it's clearly evident that it goes against CPW's recommendations, as yeah. as shown in their recent presentations on, on Bobcat and mountain lion, it's clearly against the legislature, the legislature voted against it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the commission has voted against it, like you said. So now th- it's, it's a lot harder to lie to the legislature and cause it, it's easier to reach them and have meetings and get them set on, you know, what's true and what's not. Um, it's a lot harder with the general public. So they are relying on lies, to get this passed, which is just absurd, it's insane. That's that's ins- that's dangerous, and they're not, you know, these groups. They call themselves conservation groups. If if they are going against um, presentation from biologists, time after time after time after time after time again, they are not a conservation group. No, they're clearly they they clearly tell us what they are. And they're just, they're an anti-hunting, anti-human, anti-wildlife. It actually makes them anti-wildlife. They're bigots. bigots. How many wildlife experts have to say, this is a bad idea? When Stephanie Cimet came and said, spring bears is sustainable and we have populations in Washington, what did Washington Wildlife first say? They call themselves a conservation group. Nope, we're against it. And that's how we want the commission to go. What did they say when the presentation was given about mountain lions and bear recently in washington from their staff nope we're against it they're against the science they're against wildlife yeah. science they're against wildlife and they're, they're, they did the exact same thing and are doing the exact same thing in colorado yeah and in fact it's the same people
3: it, Yeah. again Samantha they work they work Miller, across
5: who was yeah. in washington is now in colorado saying you guys are just trophy hunters And we are against the science, and we are against wildlife again, and we're going to lie to the public to get them to vote our way. That is the bottom line
0: of what's happening. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing. Insulation size width and savings for just about everything for shooting hunting and the outdoors check out midwayusa.com yeah
5: and that's why i think we can win because we got to expose that light nobody appreciates being lied to
3: so somebody's out of state let's just, just get to where the colorado situation is now the ballot they're, they're they're starting to collect signatures assuming they are successful with collecting signatures it goes on the ballot how does somebody from out of state or in state let's look at the two of them how does somebody from out of state affect the outcome if we know that there's this big lie that's being presented to the average non-hunter and then how does somebody in state affect the outcome let's look at somebody's out of state we're asking them to get involved we're asking them to to to, to commit to supporting this because it, it will benefit them and the rest of the hunting community how do they help out
5: well i think those tactics those you know, things you can get your hands on. Those are like, those are being worked on right now. Mm. You know, so what to share. um, Is it money?
3: Like is is money part of the, like the out of state person? Is it, is it largely? Oh, Oh, it's always going to be money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean,
5: (laughs) (laughs) of course, that's the simple one. Yeah. If you can, if you can give money, of course, that's, that's one way you can help. Because
3: what's that do? What's, what's 50 bucks buy? Like, what is the, what is that money going to go to in between now and November?
5: I can tell you so far what it has gone to
3: um it has
5: gone to a week after in september when this initiative would drop was dropped um initiative 91 mm-hmm. um a week after there were within a week there were li- lawyers lawyers um, hired and a campaign strategist and all that and it was immediately in court challenging it at the challenging the title mm-hmm. of something about trophy hunting um For that me. was done within a week so and then, throughout the next few months, basically that money was used to delay um, uh, the the other side, the anti hunters, from being able to start gathering signatures. So that's just one example. So we got four months, of like
3: four months of delay by <laughs> yeah. by leveraging the legal strategies available. Yeah, which only happens if you've got a team that's knowledgeable and 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 good. Right. at this. And so that four months of delay compresses the amount of time that they have to get signatures and which further compresses the amount of time that they're going to be able to invest in advertising to the non-hunting public.
5: Yeah. I mean, basically if you're going to fight something at the you know ballot level or, or whatever level, it's going to require a team. Um, and that's where the money has to go. So messaging, yeah. marketing, advertising, polling... Um, events, traveling, all the stuff that it takes—you know—to win an election, essentially. Paid media. No, that's that's where money goes. Yeah, media yeah, buying, ads. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you name it. Um, that's where all the money goes. But I was I was thinking before, like, what does a person do yeah. besides money? Um, there, currently, right now, the battle is like you know we're we're kind of getting our sides together. Right. Right. So right now it's with the sportsman. Hey guys, here's what's going on. Let's organize, let's raise funds. Let's give you information that you can share. Let's, let's get you update up to date on what's going on so you can talk about it intelligently. And how do you share that? That's the kind mm-hmm. of things that, you know, we're kind of building right now. When I say we, I'm talking about like whoever's running the show, I'm just aware of what's what's happening. Right. right. But <laughs> those are things that you, can do sitting at home. If you see something on, on Instagram and it says, Hey, go to this link to share the seven tenets of, of, you know, the North American model, you can download those, download those to your phone and get those shared out on your, on your platforms. What Um,
3: accounts, what accounts should people be following to stay informed about Colorado themselves and then also help share that content out to other, other, the rest of their community? Howl, Howl, CRWM and Howl. Howl and CRWM. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's, there's a lot
5: of people helping, right. Mm -hmm. Sharing that. But I mean, it's, it's all essentially it's originating at at CRWM and then, you know, we'll, we'll see that and just get that out to more people or email it to more people or all of our top secret lists that we have or whatever, (laughs) you know what I mean? To get the information out. Um, list. That's our goal. Yeah. Top secret. Um, that's our goal is just how do we get the person in Georgia and Florida and, and Maine California. And California to know what's going on here and to yep. contribute however you can. And that has been successful so far. It's been wildly successful so far. It's been way more successful than, than, than the entire campaign um, where Colorado was faced with should they bring in wolves or not right so as far as organization and fundraising and i mean you name it it's like exponentially more successful in just a few months than that entire 17 month campaign yeah and and i think there's a lot of reasons for that but people learned from from that loss but this is a big thing you got to understand um here's a comment and we get these all the time and they frustrate me but Colorado is over. It's the next California. It, you woke up too late. I don't know something like that. But anyways, there's no yeah. way you know you have a chance. Or if it goes to the back. that's a
3: quitter. Like like seriously, that that exactly is a what I was quit, saying earlier. That is a yeah. quitter who's never been in the fight themselves. Like but, like but that, understand that is... this though.
5: Understand this on that. So that whole is as disorganized as apparently it was the wolf the wolf thing in Colorado. It lost by like one percent.
3: Yeah. One percent it, it,
5: it, it, it ended up being thirty-three thousand people changed uh the outcome of that vote. That's mm-hmm. it. And there are some really wild numbers in different states, but the amount of people who buy uh hunting licenses or tags who aren't registered the vote is yeah. Absolutely insane. Now I, I saw a number in Colorado, and I'm. It's like some people say, yeah, it's true. Some people say, ah, it's a little less than that. Regardless, the number's too high. But I saw a number that said, what was it, seventy-four percent?
3: Yeah, I just I don't believe that something. enough to. I don't either. It. But let's but we have it. heard that there's like a hundred thousand or hundred fifty thousand hunters. yeah, like hunters, anglers. That hold licenses to go play in the woods and 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 harvest things that didn't vote at all,
5: who aren't registered to vote. Now, just yeah. in Cal, just in Colorado, that changes the outcome of that.
3: Yeah, vote. completely changes the outcome. Yeah, so, so you I'm can't three say three times
5: over. You can't say yeah, three times over. You can't say that my vote isn't going to matter or I can't change this bullshit. If yeah. you actually went and took. 3 seconds out of your day to check that box and everybody did that and you registered the vote you can do that right now it's super easy online however you know i mean like you can do it anywhere um bullshit it changes the outcome of that
3: yeah we win that I game mean, we win, we win that yeah. game i i use the the football analogy that too often we are we're all out in the parking lot you know two kegs in And, and, and barbecuing and complaining about the refs while the other team is in the (laughs) field on the third quarter, just run up and down the field. It's like, like, you know, let's just at least get into the field, get in the arena and make a try at it and start to start to, you know, move the ball an inch at a time. Like, no, it's not going to be all touchdowns, but we need to start moving the ball. And so that person that said, oh, it's over it's only over if you're, if you remain sidelined and remain in a quitting position. Right. Um, But thankfully there've been, there've been wins and there've been, there've been opportunities to show that this works. You said 63 donations came in yesterday. Where are these donations coming into? And if I want to be the 64th donor, how do I do that? How do I, how do I get money resources? I'm following CRWM now. I'm following how, how do I get resources financially into this fight um, to see, see this thing go positive?
5: Save the hunt Colorado.com. Okay. And go to donate. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Save, Save the hunt
3: Colorado.com. Yeah. That's, that's the resource where people can make donations. That
5: is the, yep. That is the group that is. So I'm saying this, you know, like from Hall. I just know, cause I talked to him on the phone or I, or, you know, I just know this information. None of this goes through Howell. At all right. whatsoever um that's the organization that is spearheading this fight and again they're the ones that have the lawyers and the pollsters and the campaign team and the marketers and the messages the whole thing they got all that
3: right mm-hmm. so that's where
5: the money needs to go
3: yeah they're, they're set up or organizationally they're set up in a way <clears throat> to to make these fights like they don't buy land yeah. they don't do tree work they don't do yeah. forest work they they are they are well a lot of other orgs that we support and love do work for the critters. CRWM is set up in Colorado to do the advocacy work on behalf of the hunting, angling, sportsman, outdoors community, wildlife management community. Yeah,
5: and register to vote.
4: Yeah, I, yeah. I want to speak to something specifically about right right? what you just said. Um, I think what happens, and I know it, it happened. Or I used to think this way probably five or six years ago. I am a um supporter of RMEF, the old Deer foundation, uh National Wild Turkey. Like I support probably five or six national organizations. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens a lot of times, and I know it happened to speak from my own personal experiences. In my head, I'm like, "Well, I'm a Sportsman's Alliance, and I support SCI. I'm sending my money to these people, and that's all I need to do. They're going to take care of it for me. Checks the box. I, I've I've done my part. I've, you know, I'm shelling out six hundred dollars a year between all of them, and I've done my part. But I think." What a lot of people don't realize is that, especially with the critter organizations, not necessarily Sportsman's Alliance and and SEI, but but the critter orgs, they're all five hundred one c threes. They all have a certain mission, and they have to operate within that mission uh, to maintain their C one five hundred one c three status. And they were designed to put critters back on the mountain, dude. Mm-hmm you know, uh, habitat restoration, um, yada, yada, yada. So they're not really even allowed to get involved in a, in a political manner or they are to a certain extent. And we're, 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 we're learning all this as we go along, uh, navigating this, this part of it. Um, but they're only allowed to get, so you're, Your funding uh, is is going to a good place, and I'm not saying stop doing that. This is not Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. You it it doesn't give you the license to sit back on your haunches and not get involved in things because chances are that money is not going to protecting your rights. Right.
3: Hey. Expectation yeah. is the mother of disappointment, right? If you expect RMEF to do work that puts more, that gets involved in elk human conflict issues or elk habitat improvement, elk wildlife crossings, you are expecting the right thing from RMEF and they're really freaking good at it. If you're expecting them to, to get involved and, and drive, you know, 50 state advocacy to support bear hunting in California... It's not their thing. Like no. it's just that you will be disappointed if that's what you expect. And I I lived I lived that myself two years ago. Um, if you expect Howell to buy land to commit, you know, to dedicate to to antelope, you know, in in Prescott Valley, um, in Arizona, like Howell's not going to do that. Like you'll be we disappointed. Might. <laughs> we might Did you, with John there. We might, but we might. Like, like, cr- you'll, you'll be enough. disappointed. You'll mostly be disappointed that Howell's not doing that. But if you if you expect Howell to inform you and give you an advocacy portal where you can efficiently and effectively drive, you know, drive, uh, drive your words of support towards something at a regulatory level, you will be happy. And so I think it's just the key is that, like you said, like that they're, they're good at what they do, mm-hmm. but they don't do advocacy. And in this realm with Colorado, CRWM is the C4 is the, is the, is the organization Right, that is designed for the purpose of 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 getting the team together and funding, paying for through mostly donations, paying for a
4: battle at the ballot box that we can win. Well, well, I mean that's a perfect example right there. So we're an organization. Mm -hmm. We need money, Mm -hmm. and we recognize that we can't do what CRWM is doing for this specific. You know, normally we could be very effective because we can get people involved and have them voice their their opinion. Where this, because it's a ballot thing, yep. it's specific to voter, voters in Colorado. Um, so we can't. You know, we at, at some point we could probably get involved in that to organize people that are, you know, but actually checking a box on a ballot we cannot do. Yep. Um, so Hal, recognized that we would love to see your. Donations come to us, but we know that the most effective way to win this is to have that money go to the tip of the spear, which is CRWM at this yeah. point.
3: Save the hunt, anyway. Colorado.com.
4: Yeah. Right. So uh, I, I, maybe we, I, I feel like we didn't really do a, a great job because we're sitting here talking to us three um, on on. And, and we know the issue like, so what's the, really what's the ex- re, like, really like how do we recap it like
3: we know that the, the ballot is really explain what's going
4: on there there's a know, ballot but...
3: initiative they're getting signatures um you talked to dan like like fundraising for crwm is happening they yeah. they want and need donations what's the what are the other kind of most re- immediate recent like tactical updates
4: um well tactical updates i i think well one of the things that dan and i spoke to with at the uh, towards the end there was um something that i've been personally preaching and i know we at how have, how have been doing it as well um is becoming a better steward of hunting by educating yourself and what i mean by that is we can win a lot of wars, a lot of battles. If we're better players, and I and what I'm saying is, if we can teach our not teach our educate ourselves on the North American model of wildlife conservation, if we can have ask ask ourselves why do we hunt, and put that into words in a way. And and package that in a way that you can convey that to somebody who doesn't hunt so they can understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And be just um like a, a a good conduit for for explaining what hunting is, what hunting does, where the money comes from, where the um uh, what is conservation versus preservation education, arming yourselves with this, like like a 30 second, um, dialogue that you can recall very easily. That way you can, we all interact, you know, with people who are non hunters on a daily basis at work, you know, uh, at, at any different level. And if we can have these nuanced conversations with people and plant the seeds, they will have a better understanding of what hunting is. They will maybe have a connection with you, and when the ballot comes up, whether it's this one in Colorado or it's going for whitetail hunting in Georgia, whatever the case may be, when it comes up, they will. You will have created a potentially sympathetic. Mm-hmm ally uh you know they may not see eye to eye with you on everything but it's the same thing like inviting people over for you know wild game meals um you know having conversations constantly about it but portraying all the human intrinsic values of of what it is to be a hunter You know, it can't always be about the money and it, and definitely can't be about, oh, it's a challenge. And I like the adrenaline rush. Like you got, listen, all hunters, we all enjoy the adrenaline rush. We all enjoy the challenge. Like it's part of hunting and we'd all be lying to ourselves if we didn't agree that that is something that is an important part, but it's not the only part. Mm Mm-hmm you know it's not the only thing like they need to see people need to see what hunting is through your eyes but you need to be able to do it in a way one that you're not going to offend people mm-hmm. and Two, yeah. you don't want to do hunting a disservice by you know the last thing a person wants to hear well this is my right you know like, yeah it doesn't gotta, that doesn't do well right you doesn't
3: know, doesn't win i mean it may be correct but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't, right. doesn't sway the conversation exactly um,
4: so the goal is to, is to have conversations like you want to do, you want to do good. Now, the last thing I want to do is create an army of, of people that are going to sway people the wrong way. Um, so you need to be mindful of how you go about this. Um, and it might, it might not be something that you come up with in, in, in a week's time, you know, and hopefully we'll have some, some information for you guys. Yeah. To do that.
3: I was but, talking to Garrett Weaver yesterday, uh, we were just on his podcast and, um, he pointed out he had a friend who, you know, very, you know, progressive liberal anti-hunting mm-hmm. for all, for all the reasons that you would expect her to be anti-hunting because everything she's been told, uh, you know, all the caricature, all the, all the caricatures of, of the hunter and, and where extinctions come from and we just go out and shoot stuff and, you know, the, the all the trophy hunting lies, all that. And it, where he won with her was asking her questions. Like, why do you think that? Like, cause she'd make some statement about, well, you know, about trophy hunting. Like, what do you, what what does that mean to you? When you say those, That when you say that word, what does that mean to you? It was, it was a lot about asking questions to unravel this really nasty ball okay. of, you know, misconception, misperception that she had. And she only had it because somebody else had given it to her. You know, right. and so it and it took time it's very nuanced, but it took time but as as that that ball of lies was unraveled, and he could then share, well, you know this is my experience, this is what we do, and this is what we see, and this you know there's there's another side to the coin she's now like as she's an she's a fervent supporter of regulated legal hunting as part of wildlife management. she's a believer. Um, and so obviously not, not every conversation will, will have a long, you won't have that time, but within all of our spheres, we do have time. Like we work with somebody, we see them every day. You can, you can lace, you know, talk to somebody five minutes a week on the issue. And all of a sudden you've steered, you've steered the ship around. Um, but a lot of it can be done with asking questions to understand why they think the way they do. And a lot of times you're going to, you're going to uncover that they have been given bad information. Yep. Absolutely. And you can't blame them for having been given bad information. If we haven't given them good information. Exactly. And
4: that's, uh, that's kind of what I was getting at is yeah, let's get, let's get the good information. Let's yeah. stand it. So we can, we can put that out there because we have 70 years of the other side, putting out this painting, this picture of you as the bloodthirsty, you know elmer fudd uh you get yeah. think of derogatory like look at any any single uh mainstream media thing out there about hunters it's typically negative or you know anti-hero you, yep. you know you name it so um it's it, i think that's an important battle of the one but i don't want to spend too much more time on that because <laughs> We got you guys a have, we to talk you guys about. have
3: to, some time still because I think there's at Look, least one other topic yeah that I want to talk bit, about we should touch on yeah what's going on in Washington okay I'll, I'll start PN yeah. Wild podcast PN Wild is doing an amazing fundraiser those guys sat around the campfire a week or two ago and decided to do a fundraiser for how for wildlife that everybody in North America can can participate in. Um, they're selling a t-shirt. It's a very cool, simple. Says bear hunting is conservation. They're big, big into bear hunting. We're we're big into bear hunting. A lot of you that are listening are big into bear hunting. It says bear hunting is conservation, and they're kicking down 50% of the revenue, not, not not the income, not the profit, but the top-line revenue from this t-shirt sale. they're kicking down to Hal for Wildlife. And they're going to close that out on February 26th. So if you're hearing this between now and February 26th, jump onto Wild's website and buy yourself a dozen or so t-shirts.
5: Well, that's Mm -hmm. when the pre-orders end.
3: That's when the pre-orders end. Okay. Yeah. They're actually going to
5: keep it going past that, but
3: that's when the pre-orders end. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah.
5: And there's been a ton of, a ton of shirts. Uh, yeah. Well, and, okay. and,
3: to, and, and, and our golly, Cameron Haynes, go hunt. Oh, I miss anybody. Those three are matching. No, I think the, that's it. Are, so far, are that matching sense. the donation. So it's, it's insane. So your $30 t-shirt that you buy to, 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 to advertise that bear hunting is conservation uh yields upwards of a $60 donation through the magic of matching funds to Howl for wildlife massive yeah. massive support from the hunting community in a way that that I don't know we haven't seen and it's just i think it, i think it's people are realizing that that the need for advocacy the need for the right communication into these select markets is needed and and it's going to really equip us to
4: To help out with that and why why did that all come about being involved because we've been super involved in things going on in oregon and washington and right now washington actually we have a positive bill um that we can get behind um charles you want to get into that or
5: sjr 8208 the right to hunt and fish trap harvest gather all that in washington um brought about out of nowhere kind of <laughs> nobody nobody really knew it was going to come up which is actually unfortunate but it's a bipartisan bill meaning Republicans and Democrat senators have sponsored a bill to get that into the state's constitution so it has to go th- it's currently in the rules committee it's got to get out of that i don't know when that i don't think it's scheduled right now i don't know when that's scheduled but if it does that it goes to the senate and then it's got to pass through the senate If it does that, then it's going to pass through the House. And then, uh, I don't know if it then goes to the governor on these things. But anyway, if this all passes, it then goes on the ballot this year in 2024, which is a little crazy for the, uh, I say a little crazy because it's like a quick turnaround on this. Um, But the general populace would, would vote on that to have that a part of their constitution or not. And, uh, it is extremely positive and
4: it would. Okay. Let's say, what, what does that do specifically? Cause I know a lot of people are like, well, I already have a right to hunt and fish, but well, you don't
5: for the people who say that it, it's not, it's, it's always going to be a privilege to do it. And it's always going to be something you can lose when there's a right to hunt and fish in a state, what that is essentially is saying is if, so all the normal processes of setting your seasons and quotas and all that are still there, none of that goes away. What that means is if through that process, let's just say the department determines and recommends and says, yes, you have a huntable population of deer still or elk still or whatever it is, or yeah, you can fish for salmon or no, you can't no, you can fish for salmon, depending on, you know, what's going on at the time. If <clears throat> the science and the data supports you being able to hunt that particular population then you have a right to that it can't be taken away by anti hunting anti human anti wildlife orgs like washington wildlife first when they, they come to the commission when they come and to the commission and say we mm-hmm. don't think you should hunt bear because bears are sentient beings and have families so some emotional reason that means they you can't lose hunting by something um as frivolous as that that's really what it means mm-hmm. if you do something wrong you can still lose your privilege right whatever you want to call it to hunt if you do something wrong it doesn't mean you can trespass it doesn't mean you can just go kill whatever animal you want at any point in time because now <clears> you just have a right to it, it doesn't mean any of that whatsoever there are rules it means that the good rules that are there where it's based on data and science that means you will get to retain those hunting rights fishing rights um, when the science supports it so what it's really doing is setting up a roadblock Mm -hmm. um, against anti-hunters and if they do want to take something to the ballot they would need uh i don't know what it is super majority like like a super majority yeah for something to pass they
3: basically have to they basically have to have enough votes to to make a constitutional amendment yeah like it, it puts it at that level why would five senators uh just walk a very clean simple you know one paragraph bill out unbeknownst to the stakeholders that will benefit from it or consider a threat why would they pop this out on the landscape? What are they responding to um, if you were to guess
5: because I think I think they see the corruptness of um, and the irresponsibility of the current commission in Washington and how they have constantly well Senator short, one of the sponsors on here, she brought it up. they yeah. are going against the recommendations of their department over and over and over again right So they've become their own, Kind of you rogue know, kind supreme of rogue. court and they're like we make the rules and you know science doesn't matter the only science that does matter is agenda driven science from biologists who are on you know some extremist anti-hunting organization board or something like that so right. <laughs> that's why because <laughs> it's getting out of control there yeah the commission's completely out of control so they're trying to combat this with a with a right to hunt and fish. I wish there was a little more time on it, but there isn't. It is what it is. And I also wish that uh, more sportsman organizations would nut up and get behind it publicly and get their people involved in it instead of just being afraid of losing.
3: I'll it's bizarre. It's it. bizarre. Um that that is frustrating um if this gets out of the house it gets through the senate gets out of the house or the assembly whatever you call it there in washington and this gets to a public vote it's gonna be well it's gonna give the anti-hunting trade a two-front war they're gonna have to deal with that in washington while they deal with colorado so that that is good because it it, you know they have resources but they're not infinite um But it also we we have resources, but ours are not infinite either, and ours are not always as not as well organized. But that means we're going to have we're going to need to get behind that ballot initiative um, in Washington. I think I think the fact, and this is where again the non-hunter is so critical. Commissioners are are seated by the governor, so there's political influence. The governor has a certain leaning. They're going to choose commissioners that might you know be less by might be biased um less objective so it looks like that's happened but those commissioners are also approved in the senate the senators are elected and so i'm hopeful regardless of outcome on this right to hunt and fish forage constitutional amendment regardless of outcome i'm hopeful that we can start to sway the non-hunter public opinion and sentiment to see and understand that they have a commission who's rogue and ignoring science, the best available science, um, ignoring their charter, and that politically in the Senate, we can start to put pressure on the electeds to either start removing commissioners or at least not confirming commissioners that are so blatantly flawed. And again, this is like where we we as a hunting community will never have the majority votes like we just we can't R3 ourselves into the majority. It's not going to happen, but we can get relationship, relatability and relevance with the non hunting public to at least want good science to be done. Same thing as in Colorado. You want good science happening in Washington state and they've got a commission that just flagrantly ignores the best available science is coming out of their department. And so we need the general public there as well to, to, to become part of the voice that tells the electeds to get their house in order. Yep, Absolutely. Well, right now on that, you can call, we
5: have a call um, action set up, not an email
3: yet is, is I know you you've, we talked about this, the calling in has much more effect than an email like if you call and leave a message or you call and talk to somebody and deliver a message with the electeds it has a much stronger effect it it, so have you set up that way because it's stronger or because the email function just isn't an option right now like with the way they have their their intake system set up no it is
5: emailing is an option um it was just these were turning around in just a couple of days yeah and i just felt like Let's say let's see how many people can call that's gonna have a better immediate effect. And it's a real person, right? You know, on the other side of that call. And um <clears throat> well, I actually gotta say, I, to one I, of I wanted
0: numbers. yeah,
5: yeah. When, when I called, I, I spoke to a few people I gave some left some messages. But you know, there's some some of the anti hunting orgs they say were we're, we're fraudulent because we're, we aren't real people that are sending in the emails. We're using bots or something like that. So I'm like, all right, we'll pick up the phone and call. Mm -hmm. So, And 398 individuals have picked up the phone and called, which... That's huge. Yeah, which means, I don't know how many senators they got through the list, but how many senators were were there in this latest
3: one? Is it 17? is it still active is this action still active and for how long because we don't know when people are going to listen to this how long will this action be effective you think for um the life cycle or when they go to the action center how long will we have when what's our timeline to get involved and, and and have a voice on this this bill's
5: sitting in the rules committee right now so uh it's up to them to vote on it and get it out of there. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but that's where the calls are going right now to the 17 sitting members of the rules committee. So if people have made it through all 17, which I doubt they did, that'd be 6,766 calls, but let's say they made it through three. I mean, that's over a thousand calls. That's, that's just as powerful as maybe more powerful. I don't even know if it's comparable, but you know, probably 10, x, probably 10 X. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but one of the cool things that I think we're going to have soon here to combat the whole email thing is you will be able to record a 30 second video and send. So you get 30 seconds to record your own video and then that gets sent to every decision maker. Hmm. So now they can see your face and be like, I'm a real person and we can follow up with it on an email, but look, these are real people.
3: They better crank up their uh, server storage. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, I think it probably comes through as a
5: link. So you okay? okay. So it's not. Yeah,
4: but it's well, only thirty it's, seconds long. Have to but. crank up our server storage.
3: Some <laughs> somebody's so server storage gonna have to crank up. That's awesome. I mean, those are those are the, and and that's I mean, that's the tech difference. That's where how has been so different than than the other advocacy channels is is how how customized and precise um, the messaging can be so basically yeah. no matter when you're listening to this podcast um, you know today is February 6th it's active now but we will have an action item on the action center at org that addresses and 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 gives you an opportunity to, to act on this issue in Washington State Yeah, um, as long as it's functional and so if you go to the action center at halfforwildlife.org um and it's there dive in like dive in and 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 maybe the maybe it'll sp- switch this video record stay as a call record c- calling in email like dive in and do those actions because those actions work and the beautiful thing is it doesn't take much time you can support Far- your washingtonians from florida you can support your Washington hunter, hunters and wildlife community um, from anywhere that you are and you can, you, your voice can matter in that regard. So I think it's, it's, it's so powerful.
5: Yeah. And if we don't get this, if we don't win this, like I've heard, oh, we might not win. We we want to have a couple of years to prepare for this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say it dies here in the Senate or in the house or even if it made it and it, you know, Died there. Try it again. Yeah. Keep going over and over. That's also what the anti hunters do. They lose all the time, and they come back and fight again the next year. You know. Yep. Stop being a bunch of freaking wimps. Yeah. Just organize and do something.
3: Be no. Be they right tool action. up. They tool up and grind away on it, and yeah. keep asking their supporters for money. Like the Like I, yeah. I get seven emails a week between the the three anti hunting groups that I'm happen to you know get spam from and there it's always a crisis there's always a crisis they're always asking for money oh they're losing Um, their minds right now because
5: the biden administration actually decided against their uh against their wolf uh classification and they're just losing their minds they're like your blood the blood of wolves is on your hands joe biden and all this stuff and it's like man thank you joe biden for this one yeah even though you know, <laughs> he wasn't making a decision but you know wolves have there there's a there's a there's a number a management number <laughs> that they've reached and gone way beyond they're not threatened they're not endangered and you you can't treat them as such when they're when they've passed those those data points simple as that yeah i mean that's just what really exposes these That's why these groups are not conservation groups. There's nothing conservation about them.
3: No. At all. There's no number that they will say, okay, we've reached this threshold. Let's manage these animals proactively. Yeah. There's That number in California with black bears, grizzly bears in the Northern Rockies, wolves, that number doesn't exist because as soon as that number is met, if there were such a number, they would not have a crisis to call out to fundraise with their community. And they wouldn't have anything for their lawyers yeah. to do with the equal access for justice act. Yeah, They would, it is an industry for them. Like the farm that they till is the crisis of wolves aren't recovered. Like as soon as that crisis is gone, they've lost, they're they they have no job there's Um, there's
5: nothing nothing conservation about any of that it's just they are just here's a crisis let's make money off of it create a bunch of lies yeah to uh and, and get people who aren't paying attention to um to subscribe to their to their folly yep um other than that in washington there's always the commission but you know I don't have faith in the commission at all. I I do think they are bought and paid for. Um, that's just my opinion. But it is important to keep showing up in numbers and giving them a hard time, polite, mm-hmm. respectfully, and 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 it's great because it gets them to talk. It gets them to say things, which I think continues exposes. Oh yeah, they just can't shut up, which is a yeah. great which is a great thing. I think. Um, it gives the department a chance to give their side, mm-hmm. even though they can only give a recommendation, but it gives everybody a chance to hear the science. Mm-hmm. Right. And then mm-hmm. gives the commission again, a chance to make a decision based on science or based on whatever your agenda is. Um, that's important to not ignore that. Uh, but it's going to take, it's going to take a lot more to, to, I think shift those uh shift how that whole decision making is, is done. Um, there, there is still a beaver bill that, that, that beaver bill SB 5846. Um, we definitely brought light to that and it was on paper. The bill wasn't the original bill wasn't terrible. There was a section in there that talked about restricting beaver trapping, I believe um, but the big red flag there was Washington Wildlife first said in their announcement to their supporters is this is the first step to banning trapping.
3: Hmm.
5: Well, how is this the first step to that? And then Senator Short brought it up in the hearing, the committee member hearing, that um, rulemaking will be for this bill. If it passes, rulemaking, they'll rely on WDFW for that which then of course the final decision will go to the commission and the commission she said is often, you know, noted for going against the department's regulation uh, recommendations. Mm-hmm. So this bill could turn into an anti-trapping bill. Mm-hmm. All right. So we should do a podcast with them, with the methyl Beaver project, mm-hmm. Alexis or Alexa. I um, can't remember her last name, but she called me and was like, Hey, you know, we're kind of, we're in support of this bill. Here's our intentions of this bill. Our intentions is nothing anti-trapping, and in fact, I've told those who have these intentions to lay off and to stop. And she's spoken even with commissioners and said, "You guys are anti-trapping. We know you want this to be anti-trapping. You need to stop, or I'm pulling my support." We're not. We have we have no anti-trapping intentions here whatsoever. We want to have. In addition to trapping, which is sometimes necessary, she she recognizes the benefits of trapping. Um, we just want to also have relocation efforts or coexistence efforts be available to the landowners so they can choose mm-hmm. what options they want to go. But we're not anti-trapping at all on this. Well, the bill has now, and I got to tell you, it's because of the people who got involved and made a big stink about this. hmm Um, the bill has had, it now has amended language that Mm -hmm. is much more in support of, um, of managing beavers, right? Not restricting trapping or anything like that, but managing beavers through the use of relocation, coexistence, or trapping. And I... I have trust issues, right? Because either way, it's still going to go to the commission, even though, you know, I think it's been made clear to them, leave your anti-trapping, anti-hunting hands off of this, or you're going to lose a lot of support. Um, So I still, you know, have some trust issues, but we'll see where the bill goes. I'm kind of just neutral on it right now because it's tough to, the original intent of the sponsor Solomon was anti-trapping. Yeah. Right. He's changed it. He's changed his mind. Um. But still, like I'm like, all right, this was your original intent. you It's hard for me to trust you.
3: Let's get that conversation <laughs> set up, um, yeah. so more people the, can understand. It's an interesting conversation. The, the like the the beaver proponents. Yeah. It would be great to have that conversation that you had expanded on and, and shared publicly. It would also be great if they would go to the commission proactively. And make their statement in a, in the public venue of what their intention is. And as, as the beaver proponent biologists, you know, community, yeah. what they, what they know that they don't want to have happen to get that on the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's definitely set that up. I would up. love to
5: be in support of this bill. It's just, you know, there is obvious behind the scenes talks between The anti-hunting organizations and some of the commissioners, I mean, you had, besides the anti-hunting organization saying this is the first step to banning trapping, you had one of the most notorious commissioners show up to that committee meeting and give testimony in support of this. And You know, it's like connect the dots, you know, (laughs) I mean, come on. And now we know also the blue sheet that came up in November of 2022 from Commissioner Rollin on beaver management. I know now for a fact, her intent was anti-trapping. So yeah. Hey, but you got nothing to worry about in Washington. (laughs) Right. That's what they say. We don't, we don't need a right to hunt and fish because there's no
1: hunting and fishing isn't
5: under threat. That was actually said. That was, that was a real,
3: yeah. The The other thing that they say, and the more we get, like you said, the more we get them talking, whatever the venue the yeah. more they show their hand, like the whole, Oh, only, only 3% of, of, you know, Washingtonians participate in this activity. You know, I just, I, it's like the show, tell me you're a bigot without telling me you're a bigot, Yeah, you know, tell, tell me you have a cultural bias against something that's completely sustainable and natural without telling me you're a bigot. Um, the whole like a minority group of people participates in this, and then the the fact that they lie so much about that that group of people that they're talking about is is to be sidelined, like they.
5: Well, but it's also that that three percent does it, that three percent isn't doing isn't responsible for three percent of the of of the budget or the funding, the conservation dollars, right. or the the ecotourism that that hunting is it's uh it's so much money that 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 three percent is spending yeah. um that they don't like that they don't like to talk about that either and when they do they they massively 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 skew it it's just mm-hmm. it's just crazy that what's coming out of, out of this whole rewilding thing and wildlife for all and all that where they're basically just saying ah there's not a lot of funds come from from hunters from sportsmen right that's all that's all myth um it's billions of dollars yeah the economic impact it it is ecotourism
3: yeah
5: right it's 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 billions and billions and billions of dollars it's sustainable just stop like it's 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 really hard to even talk about because they're coming so far out of left field. it's like arguing with flat earthers it's like all right cool i mean what do you want me to you know it's almost useless to talk about. (laughs) It's so wild.
4: I think that's a good time right now. I want to, I want to thank everybody that is participating in this program um, of syndicating. That says to me that you, you get it. You understand how important it is to set your um, personal. I don't even know what to say aside and, and, and bring light to what helpful wildlife is doing uh what we're trying to accomplish in the community and those listening in on this um as as you get exposed to more of this you're, you're going to understand and um and know the importance of why you should be involved in everything hunting across the united states as a national thing and even internationally when those are presented so uh, thanks again for tuning in um, on behalf of myself Alpha Wildlife, Mike and Charles I, I think uh, we appreciate you coming along on this journey and, and uh, listening in on this first episode of the syndication got
1: a deed to the land but it ain't my ground this is God's country